Welcome in, listeners, to another uh, episode of the Busby Babe podcast. Colin Dams joined with Matt Barnes here, and um, the vibes are bad, Matt. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I said this to you, but, I mean, I think that game is different if Maguire doesn't play. I mean, I, obviously, but I don't know if it's good. And I didn't hear about what happened to Varane. Is he hurt? Yeah, so... Because um, I just missed that. Yeah, so Rafael Varane got hurt in the Nations League final for France, uh, I guess about a week ago now, and they say he's going to be out a few weeks. But yeah, Harry Maguire... I really, um, really fucking hate international breaks. Harry Maguire only practiced one day this week, like full actual training practice, like, and that was Thursday. So it was the last available day before this game. And uh, I mean, like you said, we talked about this before the pod, but we're recording now, and this is what people will hear. As much as you want to have your leader and your, you know, captain, defensive leader back, he just did not look up for it. He made the mistake on that first goal for Leicester, and then he was lazy on, I think it was the third goal that was right after Rashford's equalizer. But Man! Like, he just he just was not himself. Yeah, and and he does this thing a lot where, like, Maguire loves to, like, wait to the very last second to pass the ball, and that is where it really, like, hurt him. Um, And there was a lot of that today. Like, we just passed the ball, like, way too late. Um, It's weird. When we have different personnel in, I don't think it's the same exactly. I think Matic played, like, okay for what he's given us right now like i felt like he broke up the plate but the problem was dude is that like we didn't have anybody in the midfield like for paul pogba like basically ollie was like all right matic you go out there and do everything that scott and matamine are doing and which is what we need but we like that my guy cannot do that by himself and like they just ran through our midfield dude they just ran through us I actually, I gave Matic a 3 out of 10 on player ratings. I gave Pogba like a 4 out of 10. I think I gave Bruno a 3 out of 10. If anything, it's, I'm going to rag it's like all you said, of tactics. Yeah. No, like, they carved us apart. There there was absolutely no presence in the midfield. And that's on all three of them. But, like, we can't just let them through. I mean, it was so easy, especially in that second half, for Leicester to just get the ball forward. And, you know, for a, a back four that's struggling with fitness, you know, from one of the key figures in it you got to have a better defensive screen and there were a lot of situations where you know we either got back slowly or we just let them in entirely without resistance at all yeah we didn't and when we did get the ball like i said like we waited for us to for us to do well in that game we have to like be on the front foot as soon as we get the ball you got to pass you got to pass you got to pass you can't like linger with the ball so especially since we didn't have like midfielders doing work, like we had to get rid of the ball at our feet and we did not do that enough. Like, don't get me wrong. Like there were, there were points in the game where like our possession, like we can look good. And I do think that we, we can be good, but still like, I, don't get me wrong. Like it, 
the biggest thing I want to take away from all of this, and I think that very, very easily, it's very easy to like blame like the Glazers for things when st- things start to get hairy. It's not at that point yet, but like I know, like saying like, oh, Ronaldo wasn't enough. I mean, like, oh yeah, no shit. Like we didn't get a CDM in the first place, and we knew this was going to be a problem. I think mm-hmm. most United fans knew this was going to be a problem. Hey, like, this is anybody that to, watches yeah. the games actively, like everybody knows, we need a specialist CDM. I, do, I don't even think that Fred should be kicked out of the team. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, get Fred out of here, whatever. And like, no, like, we need a guy like Fred to be around. Mm-hmm. But, like, we also need a specialist. And I don't know why we can't go out there and get, like, a Milinkovic Savage that's still at Napoli just sitting there. You know, like, some, and he's not a special CDM. I think he's more box-to-box. That's not my point. My point is, is that, like, there's people out there that we can go get. Just like, quick fact check. Yeah, like Sergei I would rather have Savage. a Lincoln Savage. La- he's Sorry, he's at Lazio. He's not at Napoli. Oh, Lazio. You're right. My bad. <laughs> They're both blue. That's fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. It's Syria. Okay, <laughs> the point, those, is, he's, point is, he's an Italian team where he's not going to do a, I mean, okay, he will do a lot. But, like, dude, there's a ton of these guys that I feel like we could get, okay? Um, yeah. They, like, are not going to come with I've the Premier League price tag. Like, <laughs> Declan Rice is going to cost us 100 million pounds. If we go to France or Italy or Spain or Germany, we're not going to have to pay 100 million pounds for a CDM. Don't get me wrong. I do think you're getting everything that you're paying for when you're paying for 100 million pound Declan Rice. The problem is, is that no one wants to pay a fucking 100 million pounds because just because he's an English player. Yeah. And to be honest, dude, I feel really bad for Declan Rice because like he's like, why? Why, though? I mean, he could have not been. There. I mean, dude. Also, do you do you know the wages? Do you know the wages he's on at West Ham? No. What it's like they? five thousand pounds a week. He's on the contract that he signed coming out of the youth team. Jesus, no wonder my guy wants to get out, dude. Yeah, he's only got like two or three week, not not weeks. He's only he's only got like two or three years left, which means like he can't really force a move out per se. And West Ham can ask for basically whatever price they want right now. But if he winds his contract down, yeah, but that's just that's a lot of There's a certain extent where it's extortion. Yeah, like it definitely is. It's just the the fact that they can't. Yeah. Um. So I I guess running things back into Man United. Um. God. You you brought up um you know obviously Ronaldo in the midfield. Those were two things that were lacking again today. One thing that I'm gonna put back on Ali in this is his substitutes again, because I don't think that pulling Jaden Sancho off was a very good move at all. I know that bringing Rashford on was a great move, but you're replacing a winger who was actually making contributions to build up. Whereas you have Mason Greenwood, who's on the right and he scored a really good goal, but he also took three or four really bad shots from outside the box and didn't really contribute that much in build up. Yeah. And I do think that Mason Greenman really needs to work on his football smarts. I mean, um, I would I think he needs to play centrally. I just don't think he's a winger really. Like and I know that Ronaldo's there and he, Ronaldo is capable of scoring a goal whenever he gets a chance, but like he got some of those chances today and he didn't and he didn't contribute anything outside of that. And like yeah. if you are in these type of situations, all he has to be able to, you know, recognize Maybe I bring Rashford on for Ronaldo, and maybe I move Greenwood central, or I put Rashford up top, and I keep yeah. my uh, contribute and build up play and press. I I I agree with you, 
but I do think that Ollie he needed something else to help the midfield, which I don't yeah. know what that was. Like I it's hard I don't know. I don't I don't know a perfect answer to to fix that problem. I I really don't besides just getting another player, but like that's that was the issue. So I don't know if we just wanted to put more energy into it and like I don't know, dude. I mean, I I think it's hurt. I I, I think it hurts because we're beat up. But you know, like we also said this, you know, we get injuries, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Like like but and Harry like, Maguire was just not ready. Like You got I mean, you've got Donny van de Beek sitting on the bench every single game, and you need midfield options. Why not try Donny van? Like, if if I, problem, I don't understand what, about what, what Ali has yeah. with him, I really don't understand the problem. If the problem is not being solved by any of the midfielders that you're playing in those positions, why not try something new? Because at some point, your job's going to be on the line, you know. And I mean, obviously, there's other frustrations that have come with Donny van de Beek from fans, where a lot of people are just like, you know. Like you said, what's Ollie's plan with him? But, you know, he's not the type of midfielder who came in and was an instant fit. That means you got to give him the opportunity. A run of games, yeah. dude. Like, a run of games. Like, this is what, dude, and this is weird talking about this now, but, like, we had this same conversation probably two and a half years ago, three years ago maybe, about when we weren't sure what was going on with Luke Shaw. I remember coming out of the summer. I know a lot of people were like, "Man, Luke Shaw's gotten chubby." Was that with uh, was that that was uh, was that Jose's last year, like I eighteen, nineteen? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um. And then he came out and had a great. He was our player of the year. Exactly, that's- <laughs> exactly. And that's that's my thing. Like you need to give him a run of games. And I I really it for the life of me I really really don't understand. Well, okay. Part of me thinks that he's really bitter at Donnie for going on um rio's take five and talking mm-hmm. um do i blame donnie for doing that no because really like from his perspective what does he have to lose because he's gonna sit there anyway right yeah and he, he got a game really after that he, he didn't yeah, say he, anything like bad he just said i think i can play all these positions and yeah. i believe in myself can you really be mad at him for he didn't say anything i think like condemning ollie he just said that he did he does wish that he had more playing time and all this i i still don't get it i think you could put anywhere or donnie van de beacon anywhere in the midfield and he will find a way and that was one of that's the thing one of the things about ajax dude is that like there's so many players that are, that are interchangeable like you know like a lot of those guys can play around each other that's one of the reasons why they flow so well attacking defending all this especially a couple years ago and then that good champions league run but like I don't I, I really don't understand what what it is with Ollie, dude. I really don't understand why he's just like, I don't like Donnie. He's not playing. I don't get it. Yeah, because like, we're struggling. You put a Donnie in that game and maybe it's different. Maybe at the very least, like he can move and Matic can't. So, I mean, you got that going for him. And like like you said, after he went on take five with Rio Ferdinand, like, you know, why not take that chance and, you know, say those things because you're not saying anything bad and you're bringing attention kind of to the situation that you think you can help fix. And then he got a start in the league cup like a week later and he played pretty good from a deep position in midfield. Like he offered good defensive help and you know, he played pretty much the full 90 was pretty good passing the ball forward. And that's kind of what we need in that area now. Cause right now, if you've got Matic in there sitting really deep, Pogba's going to venture forward to help out with Bruno. And if you're starting Ronaldo at striker, that means Bruno and Pogba are going to be your main pressing players 
you know, up further up the pitch, which means there's an increased likelihood that, you know, if the ball does find a way past them, there's not going to be anyone helping out Matic, which is what we saw today. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. Uh, yeah. He's got to change something because these next round of game, like these, this round of game, does not get easier. <laughs> it really, really does not get easier. We have two games that will probably decide whether we're gonna whether we're gonna have a shot at making the knockout round in the Champions League, and also Liverpool and Tottenham in succession. Is it feels because like we've seen this happen with Solskjaer's United before, where things look like they're really bad, and then we have a couple of games really close together that seem huge, and we pull it off somehow, you know? So, like, obviously, I hope that's going to be the case. It just feels like it feels like we keep getting in these situations, and that in and of itself needs to be a problem that's addressed. Like, we can't just start a season like shit and then recover and finish really well if we want to win the league, you know? Like yeah. that's that's not how teams win the league. Yeah. Actually, I Which, think that's, that's exactly what Manchester City did last year. I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> but I mean, they can, City. but they 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 yeah, yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I just uh, we're gonna have to involve our squad. Like Ollie's just got to stop being hard headed. Play Van de Beek. Maybe it changes. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but, like, we just have to we have to wait yeah. on Ollie. See if he does anything. I and don't know. There, I mean, there are reports from The Athletic, like, an hour after the game that were saying, you know, the board are not considering a change of manager at all. There's just, like, long-term trust in Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think that, you know, for the job he's done, he has earned some trust. And I also don't know who we bring in that fixes all this and, you know, makes it better right now. And I think Ali deserves a change. Oh, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think I yeah. still don't think that Ali like what people got to realize and they've they've really just got to accept is that it takes so much longer. We've gotten to this point now. We get rid of Ali. It's just going back to square one and it just goes over and over and over again. And we just watch Pep and we just watch. um Klopp, just sit here and batter us, dude. Do we want that? And I'm not saying that Ollie's like the way that we get there, but right now he's not like getting rid of him isn't the way to to get there. Like, yeah, I I think a lot of also people... Ronaldo respects Ollie. Like, like we have to think about this. Like players that like respect Ollie. Like these guys have played with Ollie. Like they. The players, regardless of how they play and the consistency, I understand that it's all shaky, but they do like playing for Ollie, I feel yeah, like. and I think like, this past summer was an example of, like, you know, I think the the fact that it was United and obviously Sir Alex Ferguson got a lot of credit for the Ronaldo return and whatnot, but, like, Rafael Varane is a Champions League, multi-Champions League winner, like, World Cup winner, Real Madrid, you know, one of the their best defenders of all time wanted to come and play for Ollie's Manchester United. Jaden Sancho, up-and-coming English talent, like, wanted to come and play for Manchester United. Players that very could have easily gone to Liverpool or Chelsea or City, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's he's not been here for three years doing nothing. <laughs> it's just, 
you know, we're at a time now where he's got to do more. And yeah, but I will say at the first moment of despair, United's fans fucking freak out and everybody. Oh, needs my to God. Chill, you should, dude. You should like everybody thankful. just needs to chill, dude. You should be thankful you're not on Twitter anymore. Um, yeah, that's I, yeah. No, I, I I haven't. I don't have. OK, so I still can't download apps on my phone yet. Yeah. And I have been glad that I haven't had Twitter. And the only thing I really get on is like Instagram and like Reddit. But Reddit's here nor there. But yeah, no, I'm not I'm not sad about it because I would spend way too much fucking time yelling at people. Yeah. <laughs> Typing in all caps. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways. Like, yeah. Oh, man. And. I think that there are legitimate like reasons to be concerned and there's no just like one problem with what's happening right now. But you know, I Ollie out is not going to fix things right now. I guess is what I'm just working towards. Especially not in the middle of the season. If we want to if we want to finally make that decision the decision at the end of the season, then yeah. like don't get me wrong, that's going to hurt and at this point in time, I can't really be like I disagree. At at that point in time, I think if we're struggling that bad. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I'm not even saying like right now that Ollie is you know of surefire like he's gonna fix things. I'm just saying right now like you know I think oh, yeah. he I think he deserves the chance to especially over this next run of games because if we beat like if we win against Atalanta and we beat Liverpool, the narrative changes completely again. You know like. Mm-hmm. Football is just very reactive, and but you know at the same time if things keep going bad, it's all just gonna pick up and get worse. So it's gonna be interesting. We'll I guess we'll just have to see if he's gonna play Vanderbilt because like dude like I don't I don't understand for the life <laughs> of me back, why he, why he doesn't Garner get almost. shit dude something man like I don't. And I really don't want to dislike Fred because I think he's been a decent servant for us. But I also think that Fred's kind of burnt out. Like, yeah, he, he didn't not, play not like burnt because... out like he doesn't want to play, like burnt out. Like, my kid can't even think when he's there by himself because he'll just be playing by himself. And he finally is playing a position that's completely by himself. And we are still – we're working, like, a new system now. And, like, like it's not completely different, but, I mean, we're trying to run one defensive midfielder now. So, like, obviously that's going to take some – getting used to as well but like i mean we also just like today it wasn't even the fact that like it was just tactics or just this or just that like we just weren't great today and there were a lot of points and this is what i told you earlier it was that like we wait way too long to pass the ball we get the ball at our feet and we've got these players because uh mcguire does this matich does this lindelof does this um it's a lot of our mid to yeah. back guys that do this they they get the ball and then they hold it at their feet and they look around and they get the ball sitting... and run with it or like move and go to some kind of space so somebody can come to you so you open up space for somebody else because otherwise like dude you're just making it so easy for lester lester just had to sit back telemans was chilling this game dude my guy was chilling yeah. Like, dude, we did not make any of these guys work. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers was talking after the game, and, like, one of the things he actually, like, pointed out and said was, like, when we realized United were giving us this much space in midfield, we just relaxed. Like, you know, and it, it wasn't until 
it, until towards the end of the game that they got their goals and won the game. Uh, it was still, you know, 1-1 going into the last 20 minutes or so or whatever. And they were just patient. They waited for their opportunities and they got them. Like, if you give the other team that much confidence early on, it's just going to get worse for you. And it kind of spiraled for us today where, you know, we looked good for the first 30 minutes or so. And then, okay, Lester equalized. That was a really bad defensive mistake. And the second half, as it went on, it was just like, oh, this is really happening again. Like, we're just not... I don't know if coherent is the right word. We're definitely not consistent. Yeah. And I, we're not... We're not. By the end of the game, we're just not confident. I also just... I mean, straight up, and I've said this a million times, and this is like a debate, I just... I also don't think Harry Maguire's ever been the right choice for captain. Straight up. Like, I think that at certain points... He can be okay, but if you're a captain, right, if you're not able to play the game, use your leadership qualities, if you are not able to play to the best of your ability, then you are dragging the team down. This is Manchester United. We don't have time for that shit. This is the Premier League. They're not going to play that shit. They're going to run over us, and it doesn't matter if you're the captain or not. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, it can't be easy to go back to Leicester and have to listen to all of what the Leicester fans said. I can't imagine what it's like having tens of thousands of people scream curse words and things at you. But that is the nature of the game. You are the captain of a Premier League, like you could argue it, biggest Premier League club in history, right? Not right now, obviously, but he's not playing like it, dude. Like straight up, like he is not. The thing that the reason one of the reasons why I love Bruno so much is that Bruno, no matter whether he got the captain's armband or didn't, he did the same things. He well, he is a leader no matter what. And don't get me wrong, not all of it is. I mean, he was shit today too. Like, yeah, yes, I agree. I, but I, I will say that for the most part, I will say I just I just think that Harry Maguire's bad, dude. He waited way too long to make that decision. Like. That is a very like basic decision you have to make as a center back is timing on when to kick and get rid of the ball. And if you're making mistakes like that, I'm I'm sorry. I just I just I really have issues with it. I I I don't want him out of the club, but I don't think he's worth the captain's armband. He's not playing like it. And he's I'm, like he, and he hasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to push back on that because I go feel for like it, dude. go for I'm, it. I'm for it. But I, I mean, like. I th- I think you're contextualizing it into this game, which is totally understandable because he was awful today and he was not up for the occasion. Or I don't know, even, Colin. I haven't liked Maguire for a him. while. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think in terms of like the captain's armband, the visibility thing as a fan is very limited because we're seeing, you know, the 90 minutes that they play on TV and, you know, we're never at a stadium. We don't hear the things that are not picked that's up fair. by TV microphones. That's, you know, that's fair. I can. I can we, we just yeah. see the inaudible of you know people yelling at each other a lot. And obviously, Bruno is a very openly emotional and charismatic guy. But also, like we don't see training. We don't see what Harry Maguire says to people in the locker room. We don't see how he is with everyone else. And I think that's that's in fair. terms of club captaincy. That's, that's just a decision that I leave up to the manager, who's there every day. Like. 
I I would understand how Bruno Fernandez would be captain too because it seems like he has all of those as well. But from everything I've read about people who see United in all the areas that we don't get to see, it seems like Harry Maguire is a really well respected guy. So I, for now at least, I respect that decision. I, I okay, fair enough. I can agree to disagree with that. Yeah. But. But like I I hear you. But as far as but as far as far as as far as the playing goes, but like in the past, like when we've just been unorganized at the back and on set pieces and all of these things, I just sure there's not a lot of things I'm seeing, but when your job is like set pieces, when your job is to clear the ball, when your job is to do these things, and when these are the things I'm seeing from the games, and granted set pieces haven't exactly been like an issue this year, but they have been the last couple like a big one. And the fact that we let so many goals in off of set pieces and our captain is our center back. I'm, I still don't buy that. Frankly, like I still, I still yep. just don't buy it. I don't think it's good enough. It's not good enough for me as Man- like Manchester United. Like, and, and, and I know I, I don't live in the past as much as like a lot of people do because I am, I like in terms of like, relativity i am a newer united fan but i've still watched him for a while and i still have like that kind of roy Keane figure i guess in my head and maybe that's where i'm i'm getting it wrong i i'm not trying to compare i'm not saying harry Maguire needs to be roy Keane. i'm not even saying that bruno fernandez well, absolutely both. deserves the 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 armband all i'm saying is that like I just don't really like the way that Harry Maguire plays when he's the captain, like regardless of what he does in in the locker room and all that. And don't get me wrong. It has not been all bad. I know like I'm using this game to fuel my hate fire, but like there's a lot of silly mistakes that he's made that I don't really think that a United captain should usually make. And I do think it started with him making the decision to play. Like I think it all started there. I think that, you know, if you're not ready to play, you make the decision. Like, don't get me wrong. I know you want to play and you uh, winners want the ball. I get it. I get all that. But it's like you're holding your if you're going to hold your teammates back. And I don't know if the injury or whatever held them back. But or if it was just being at Leicester, I think it's an unlucky game for Maguire. I can try it like, look, dude, he does well next game. And, you know, it's next couple. and We're fine. Whatever. I can just I can let that go. But right now, this is how I'm feeling because I'm mad. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, he wasn't ready just from a sense of he hasn't really been playing much football the last couple of weeks. He's been resting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know why Um, you start him Lester of all games. I just... I, and in terms I, of defensive... It's not Maguire. It's it's, it's Ollie, too. Like, I don't understand why either of them thought both of them were in the right mindset to play. Why Ollie thought he was physically ready to play and you know i feel like and we talked about this well i don't know if we actually talked about it on the pod but like the the injuries no we did talk about this injuries and like not knowing information on on people on like we have we're like like in nfl football we are so like we we have like every single update we don't we don't know as much information and i think that's what makes this also hard uh Coming yeah. from my perspective as like an American fan, to be straight up, um, but yeah. it's 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 difficult to look at injuries that way because we don't really we don't have any information besides oh yeah, not gonna play like we dude that is insane to me we literally have to wait to hear from the manager if someone's gonna play or not. 
That's kind yeah. of crazy. That's we did, yeah, we didn't know until the lineups came out that right. McGuire was even going to be in the squad. Dude, we didn't wait. We, we weren't positive that Rashford was even going to be in the squad. We just heard that he might. At least I didn't. I heard that he might be back, but yeah, I, I don't know. E- either way, um, yeah. I mean, if we could say screw it, you know, let's move on. Let's do our thing. Okay, cool. But ah, uh, yeah. I mean the. Man. There's there's worries it's right just, now. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, it's weird, man. It's very strange. Um, all right, so I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, I've got <laughs> my my sports day started with this, and now I have to go watch Mississippi State uh, get destroyed by a vengeful Alabama. So. Oh yeah, they're gonna be real mad. Oh uh, no, nah, dude. So Colin, here's the plan: we beat Alabama, right? We mm-hmm. beat Texas A&M. Texas A&M beat Alabama. We win the tiebreaker and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I got you excited. I was like, Mississippi if we went out in the SEC, our only loss is LSU. So, uh, you know. Colin, we're not going to win out. Alabama's going to pummel us tonight. Hail State. <laughs> Hail State. <laughs> Uh yeah and um yeah bills are looking pretty good there Colin. Yeah this is <laughs> pretty nasty dog. Sorry it is a Premier League splits. podcast. Yeah, yeah that's this is where the yep Americans. All right well I'm good though. Um, yeah I mean dude you sat through what like 25 years of New England Patriots you have a platform now as a Bills fan to yeah I had to take I had to take my yeah. like like 45 seconds I had to yeah. <laughs> You had to jump through the table. Oh, man, dude. Hey, dude, real talk. I've already talked to uh, There's this guy at this bar I go to, and I've been talking with him. He's like, oh, dude, if Buffalo goes to the Super Bowl, dude, I know the people that live above us because there's an apartment above the bar. He was like, I'm jumping out of their window onto a table. I was like, yo, bro, I'll bring I'll bring the I'll bring the lighter fluid, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so ready, dude. Oh, it's so exciting. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, we are still on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if we said actually bye yet. But hey, guys, we appreciate you. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you next time. Next time. See ya.